all, welcome again to Music Podcast, making use of sounds and creativity, i.e. music. Today, I'll be talking about a very special artist, I just want to get straight to the point, a very special artist and his collective, that's a compilation with his creatives on his record label. Tonight, I'll be talking about Young Stoner Life, Slime Language 2. Yep, that's what's up. So first of all, Young Stoner Life, who are they? Where are they from? What record label is that? Young Stoner Life was founded by Young Thug, well actually founded back in 2010, under a record imprint called 300 Entertainment, which is owned by Yokoyan. For anyone who doesn't know who Yokoyan is, he's a Jewish-American music executive businessman who has made millions of music entertainment business first with Rush Records before he moved on to Def Jam, before he started out his own business, 300 Entertainment, where he is his own CEO of that company. So Young Stoner Life is Young Thug's own record imprint under 300 Entertainment. So all the subsidiaries, all the bodywork and license fees under the artists who are in Young Stoner Life go under Young Thug. So it's more or less a subdivision of 300 Entertainment, but it has its own backup and its own originality of course with it first of all rather secondly they came out with a new tape slime language 2 and i'll be honest i liked this tape yep i was impressed heavily impressed it was kind of long stretched but i really enjoyed it but before we get into that i'll definitely like to talk about a brief discography musically on ysl as the short form for young student life first of all consists of so many artists like Lil Duke, Gunna, consists of artists like Streak, uh, High Dora, Dolly, the sisters of Young Thug, Young Thug of course, also other artists, a lot to mention, Young Kale, uh, YT, Trench, so many of them, I haven't mentioned all of them at once, but it's a very very long list of stellar cast of artists who are in this record label. And, uh, they actually dropped Slime Language 1 back in 2018 and at that time, they weren't this much, just a few artists compared to the ones that are available now. I think it was Gunna, Duke, um, Kale. Kale is a young dog's girlfriend, his long-time fiance. She's been with him for a very long time. Uh, it was also Streak, yeah, Streak 2 was there. Streak has been one of those who has been YSL for a very long while. And uh, for Nietzsche, Nietzsche too came across, so that was back in 2018. This time one was actually nice. I really liked some songs of it. I liked Tsunami. Yeah, Weezy and Turbo also producers, in-house producers on YSL. I liked Tsunami. Tsunami was produced by Weezy. That was a very nice song. It was heavy, jumpy, and it gave you that essential trap vibe, the new commercial trap wave. What about that? I like Dirty Shoes with Gunner. I like Scoliosis and the difference in the production set. I like uh, Chains Choking Me with Gunner. I also like STS with Streak. These are some nice songs I like off the record. That's the first, the first thing that dropped in 2018. It was kind of brief compared to what we have now, three years after. Yeah, so this sequel is actually not bad at all. I really liked it. It was long, it was stretched, but what to listen so this they, they were, these things were 
I'm not mistaken. The, the sound that we've been dropping, the sign that was going to drop earlier than expected. I was expecting this thing to drop last year, but I think due to the pandemic and due to all the issues we had last year, so there's kind of a pushback. Maybe to finalize the shaping, also the material on the tape. So um, I think Young Talk dropped a, a collaborative tape with uh, Chris Brown last year, B and Slime, which was different. It was just loving. You know, that's something you play with your with your babe or you play with your, that special person. You know, it's it's really it was really a very nice tape. And uh, gonna drop one of uh, his new album. I think Lil Duke dropped an EP. I'm not mistaken. Uh, people just separately went and did their thing, but beginning of this year at about march or so or february there was uh, there was a new a single that popped off you know that, that was just collect that was uh, you know the shaping of the album i think it was take it to trial with yakoti that was the young dog and yakoti also visuals for it the video was very funny it was it was crazy you know this concept of of lawyer being brought up in luchi and then he dies on the spot and then you know charles being handled by the YSL staff by, the, by themselves, so it's a very concept, it's a very funny concept for, for, for the video, where, you know, it, it still captured the essence of, of them taking it to trial, you know, not having, you know how it is, you know, you're rich, you're, you're going to do what you have to do, that, that thing is not going out of bounds with you, so it was very, very special, I know. After taking the trial, other tracks popped up. I think there was um, another single that came out. I think that was uh, came out with Lil Kid. Lil Kid is also one that had, hasn't been too long to sign up to YSL because he dropped a very, very radio, radio wavy track, uh, Snake. Snake. Uh, that was earlier last year or this year. I remember when exactly he dropped. But that song was waving everywhere. And once you heard it, that's the uniqueness looking at it. He is the closest semblance to, to a voice imprint as that of Young Tom. So it's amazing. And he's actually his own style. He's his own kind of artist. So it's not as if he's biased in anybody's style or anything. He's just who he is. Um, well, like like I said earlier, the background operation for the tape, of course, Lizzie had to be there. So we came up with a list of new producers. I think they were just slab. Uh, so many producers and um, also in the Sluzy, there was Sluzy who produced some tracks. Uh, uh, I can't even see to mention all because there are a lot of people on, on, on this tape. So it was it was really nice. I really enjoyed it. Um, first of course I'll talk about the the length of the tape. It's about, it's about one hour at least, with about twenty three records, twenty three songs. So as to show you how broad it was, and uh. Do it, of course. Stellar features, stellar productions on it. Um, they had tracks like uh, one with Drake, had one with um, Travis Scott, and had big names on the tape. One with McMill, one with Kid Cudi, and another one with Skepta. You know, apart from all these, apart from all these, you know, big names. Of course, they had other songs with the in-house musicians or Pinnerani, and helped. With, people, with those frequent collaborators like Lil Uzi and Baby. Baby is in quality control, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's in quality control with Migos. Uh, that's a, a whole different record level, but he's still based in Atlanta. You know, it's, it's crazy how these people all come together to make music. You know, they collaborate with themselves and they make it very happen. 
make it all happen it's very very nice you know is that's that's the harmony that we all tend to want to achieve musically so um the track we first of first of all is our slack and I, I didn't really feel slack but i liked the production where it was going maybe it was a repetition of the word slack 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 that, that got me tired at some point but of course that's what ysl is it's young style life stroke slack record you know how it is they keep it they keep it gangish they keep it to themselves they keep it in family so i'm not surprised at all then the, the, the next track was Ski. Ski was produced by Weezy or Toby. I'm not really sure, but I really like the production on that track. That track was very nice. It was heavy. You know, it bounced off regularly. It bounced off nice. And I, I really appreciate it because it still stuck to that trap. You know, that trap is And speaking about trap, you know, it's amazing how you know, the heights you know, with trap music has elevated coming from way back with uh, artists like Future began this commercialization of new trap sound and then before him artists like Gucci Mane who expanded you know the trap music out of the realms of gangsterism and just you know focal point of the beat or, or, or putting it out there in one direction you know Gucci was able to expand it into you know the expression of adornment of jewelry or acquisition of you know fine textural items or you know how how we see trap today there were people that expanded the realms of this before pioneers of course there were pioneers like ti who happened to just speak that gangster you know on trap beats with his album that he dropped back in five 2005 that's urban trap music if i'm not mistaken so after people like ti came on the scene and people like gucci Mane, you have people like Future who commercialized these tracks who were able to make an evolvement, you know, or rather an evolution, sorry, an evolution of what trap music is right now. Then, you know, then iconic hip-hop artists like uh, Young Thug and Gunner who have been able to bring out their own camera, their own unique niche sound you know, in order to suit the new traps that, you know, and that's what, that's what it is right now. That's why trap music is going to remain you know, in the, in the scenes for a very long time, no matter how we, you know, yeah, you might call them mama rappers, you might call them, you know, people that will speak gibberish or prattle, but that's just the truth, it's going to remain because the style is unique, it's suits that section and they have a cult following, permit me to say, so it's, it's amazing how, how things are going to go in this, in that direction, or how they've been going for years, and it has not ceased to stop, in fact, if it's actually going to be anything, it's going to raise more influence. I'm not surprised about that. So there was track Diamonds Dancing. I really like that one. Diamonds Dancing was nice. Uh, uh, Diamonds Dancing was Travis Scott, if I'm not mistaken. And I was troubled immediately. I, I the, 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 the jump on the production was very nice. You know, there was this uh, bump to it. It was, it was just steady. It was rhythmic. It was melody. And it just kept on going. So it kept you in a particular mood kept you in a particular suite and it's uh, I'm not surprised at all the way Gunnar Thug and uh, Travis Scott flowed effortlessly in the track because just like how they were saying in, in the in, in the hook diamonds and the stories of Thug and of course his ever familiar style of rapping where he you know he says or stretches his uh, his poetry into different in, in different humors or different forms you know just to 
give you that extra give the listener that extra attention which he which he requires from the from the listener and he deserves it of course he's like diamonds in my neck got me dancing around with this bitch martin luther king black diamonds in his you know on his wrist so it's a really where he connects you know connects that line from it's a punchline but it's, it's very witty it's uh, it's, it's humor filled but at the same time it makes a lot of sense so and he said you know i've been in the trenches the trap to be specific i fell in love with my bitches then sold them for some riches <laughs> so you know how young all he cares about is, i won't call it vanity but is one to not play around with his money, one to not play around with his, you know, with his lavish lifestyle because that's what he enjoys, that's what he wants. So, can't blame a man for not wanting to always acquire money because, first of all, capitalism is what rules. They want to go down that road, so you need money, and that's what young girls do. Young girls doesn't play with money. In fact, he's so serious with his money, he sold his bitches for money. So, you know, it's amazing how he comes up with, you know, this type of lines. This this special type of poetry that we've seen him for years since the time of um, you know batter batter six and the time of the slime season era 2015-16 there about you know we've come a long way with his style and he's um, he's he's stuck on it and he's been able to expand you know out of that range and still keep it true to his style so it's, it's very nice and you know travis also did his own thing on that track you know if you like feeling like you have more brings his school together this is not Gina this is Martin White character so it, it's also like this is like an extended play on what, on what young girl would say it's more or less um, you know, them coming together and understanding themselves on this particular room because he says feeling like you have more he brought his school together not a Gina this is Martin White character so like you know who everyone knows who you have Playboy, right? Who else is always battling something? And then he brought all his girls together. He was a Playboy, you know, he had, he had all type of ladies around him. But like, he's also saying, he's not a genie, this is Martin Akari, which is also a double entendre to what Young Talk was saying. Because Young Talk was talking about Martin Luther King, and Correcta here, of course, it was Martin's wife. That was uh, Martin, Martin Luther King's wife. You know, that loyalty was there. He was like, so he's not talking about Gina. That for Martin and Gina, for plastic from the rain in the 90s. That, so he's not talking about I'm talking about Martin and Coretta. So he brought it all together. So he knows what he wants. He wants something special. So that track was really nice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the production. I liked Ski. I liked this track. Um, I also like Soul. You know, Wizzy, Wizzy does his own thing with the production. He brings it, he takes it a little bit slow. There's a certain builder to his production on this track. You know where he introduces those retro Caribbean keys are very amazing. You know those keys, those retro keys where you hear on tracks with T Pain and R Kelly. True, R Kelly, T Pain. You know on all those Caribbean notes where you back in 2008, 7, 6. You're familiar with that type of sound when you hear him go pam 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 pam. That was you know that's you know the way he played it. With Drake, of course, Drake brings a certain kind of calm to the song. You know, he raps slow, he knows when to pick his pitch up, he knows when to drop it back. You know, speaking of Drake, he dropped Scary Hours too, you know, earlier last month, and that EP, but that, that particular shotgun was very amazing. He had a track with Blue Baby, another track with Blue Cross, and then he for himself. And these all songs, like all the songs, were very nice. So I'm really 
no excited about it about last year next this year next year can't really really can't can't really can't wait you know what I'm, I'm expecting but I'm sure it's gonna be nice I'm sure he's working hard on that so yeah you know Drake is he always keep that poetry alive he always keep his his lyrics you know true to himself Says she wants a demon there, she wants to bring some sort of arrangement, you know, something to hold her up. But then he now goes around and says, you know, She's not going to go for that because she's a diamond. So you see where he's coming from. He's playing on the boards, he's playing with you know, the lyricism here. You're like, She wants a ring, but she wants a demon. Like, you know, it's either she wants someone who's bad, or she wants to set it down, or she, all she knows is she's not going to take no for any of it because she's worth a diamond. So there's a diamond there to bring. Drake is special, he's a special type of artist. That's what I'm just going to say for now. You can slander him, you can talk around about him all you want, but you know, I'll be honest with you, this man is a writer. Yes, he might not be an MC, he might not be as hard hitting or raw as retro rap as we expect him to be, but Drake is a poet and he's a good writer at that. So this song is this song is just talking about how Drake is talking about how Drake feels about his certain type of lady. Weezy and Drake and Young Thug bring about a nice particular type of vibe to this track and it's very very nice. You know, I also like Pete Fine. Pete Fine is a very reflective rap. You know, shout out to Pete, some of these young artists like Strip. I don't think Strip is doing I think Strip is marketing something. I think shout out to Strip, shout out to White City Trench, shout out to Lil Kid. I like Lil Kid too. This particular tree and um I'm not mistaken, Kale. This particular tree, they really stood out on this stage, most especially White City Trench. White City Trench brings about this reflective, you know, hard hitting, open minded lyric to the trap beat. He, he, he knows how to flow and put in emotions in, in his words and make you sit back and think. And, and you know, you, you definitely soak in a lot of reality in what he's saying. So he's more or less he he, he thinks about that reality. He's not all for that you know that rich valor. He's not all for that you know that jewelry talk. Or he's not you know he when he, he glosses he finesses, but he doesn't do as much as you expect him to. Like most of you know what trap is cohesively about. But he's able to bring up his own style. He's able to get into a deep you know introverted mood and see how he really feels from the heart. So Pete Fine was very very nice. I really like that song. That's one of my best tracks on this thing. Pete Fine. He did that with Lil Baby. And of course, Lil Baby is another poetic gangster. He's someone who is able to speak vividly on how he feels and what he's seen. And he's, yeah, he's able to also paint words with the statement. So um, you know, there's something that I know it hurts, but you still told me that you lied. You made it work, but you still found your ways around. That was a hook and trap. You know, White City trying to tell him how hard he feels. Yeah, he knows he hurt, but you still told me that he lied. He made it work, but she found a way around it. So, whatever he did, whatever it was, paid fine for it. Then, you know, there's, there's just this essence of, of reality on it. Just like I said earlier, the emotions are running wild, so it's, it's crazy. Uh, Lil Baby also, of course, must always put in himself into that metaphor into that into that uh, literary device that he wants to put himself into so you're like damn look how the tables turn i think i walk on water but i never let no bridges burn that's that's crazy you know 
it might sound easy to just come up with but to make it make sense you know you need to think deeper and that's what you did offered on this particular track so i'd really like this track i think it was terrible that did this or was wheezy or was one of unique producers so i'm not really sure who produced it but this was nice it was one of my best tracks on this tape and um there was a of course of course the track uzi and thug uzi young i really like the hook uzi is good on his own when he wants to when he's when he he brings about that sassy playful nature and it always works out well for him so shout out to uzi he's he's able to hold his own whenever or wherever he's going to i mean he actually dropped a tape last year with so it's good job that was that was a big deal i really like that that's one of my best tapes of 2020 collaborative track yes which i remember i really like that that was nice but before that he dropped his long awaited album i think that's the time i was like yeah that was my situation so on this particular track this was this was nice you know you know how they they gloat over over riches they gloat over wealth over royalty this is what this is who they are they cannot change for anybody easy could probably you know do, do what it takes to get himself a new diamond or a new ring or to adorn himself with some new jewelry but this sassy is savage dog so a dog no dog is not it's not a it's not different either so Uzi and thug they share and exclaim you know their love for new jewelries and watches in this bedroom so Uzi goes Uzi I am proud of you I say slam I'm proud of you he said that's a holy kid and said this is a new holy kid so imagine <laughs> imagine them having a conversation with each other that's what that's 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 an uh, imagination he says it you know yeah they've been having a kind of conversation with young dogs so like, Uzi I'm proud of you and he goes I say slam I'm proud of you too he said, that's holy kid so yeah this is holy kid too this is at the thing that they, they love so much that they, that they can't do without I like this this track was playful it was cheerful and it was just Uzi being himself on the track, so it was nice. And and it was also a, a nice one by Unfo, for real. This this was this was beautiful. This was I think it was this was J Beats that made this production. J Beats only the strings of the sad guitar alone invites or he draws Unfo into a very very solemn mood, and he's able to deliver delicacy. He's able to deliver deliberate, you know, deep thoughts on this particular track. He, this track is uh, only from the intro alone the, the strings the way they play so it only that one alone shows you that this is going to be a very very heartwarming it's going to be a very reflective song just like redefining why it's a good trend this goes deeper this sounds like heartbreak and it's very emotional because there's, there's where he says don't say you love me if you don't care for me i see my haters on the sideline heaven taught me i'm your top five so you know he he's saying he's telling you now that you know if you don't care for me if you're not going to die for me don't say you love me don't even go about that you can see his hate himself on the sideline or heaven talking to him because he's in top five so like because he knows people are hating he knows that those that are trying to stop people or whatever it is he's already written in the stars of his so I, I i like that part i like that baby i like this track as well this track was very nice Production shout out to JP. JP is this thing on this production because the, the invitation into this mood had to be set somehow, and there was no no better way to do it than that production. So I really like that. That was nice. 
then there was Wokestar. A lot of nice songs there was Wokestar. That, that was produced by Snoozy and Snapcastro. So I think Snoozy is from this Snapcastro that's producing. I think he's, I think he, he's based in France. He made some other songs. But um, what Snoozy did is the only man Snapcastro did, I think, with this particular track. And this is where Strix starts to shine. Strix sounds like Prince Pan Savage on this track. Other everybody sounds like Prince Pan Savage on this track. But he's able to stick over his own. And it's funny because because on, on, on another on another track he sings as good as you can because it's not just about strict sing about him rapping he also knows how to sing very well so on this walk star with walk star with, with skepta strict is able to pro- produce a very nice hook and there's this bounce this 21 savage and i won't call it his bounce but this is the type of production that is put on put an artist like 21 savage is going to take it home because this is his this is his style this is what he's naturally used to i think metro this, but it was not metro this was losing and it was very nice because the, the production was just air it was it was hard it was gangster it was gangster driven and the layout was very great so um it was the statement where it kept that just goes full vein was like jumped off the jet FC man on the seat. So it was funny about that. That was that was a very funny one. But that particular track was nice. Uh talking about Strick, Strick sang with it. It was a particular track he did with Kikori. And that was nice. That was um Moon Man. That was him singing. So like I said earlier, Strick, YMB Trench, these are these are one of my one of my most impressive artists and Lil Kid too. Although I thought Lil Kid could have done a lot more on, on, on apart from came out, I, I didn't see really see the energy. I didn't see that energy, that raw energy he gave us. I wish he, I wish I put some more energy in his tape. Maybe some record label stuff, who knows? But definitely this was so you one of those artists that I really like streak, like I like White City Trench. I also like uh, you know in particular those two really really got me. Uh, it was a track recording. Cody was just, of course, he was himself on this track, and of course, his home never ceases to stop. On particular, on this um, man, there was a particular that was the hook of the interview where they just hummed and young dog singing and super sings, and it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. It was melodious. It was really standing together. You know, like I took off and went to the stars, they came back and they called me more man. So that was like an order. It was an order. Because that's what we all look for. God is the only man one can take that away from him. God was man of the one, man of the two, so it was man of the three. So it was beautiful. So that was that was a very nice one. But there were also some other nice tracks. And of course, I didn't want to. I, didn't, I can't miss out on on the track with with, with Nick Mill. I think there was there were so many artists that this surprisingly this track came out well. Uh, why I said why I said I was surprised was because I didn't really expect an artist like Nick Mill to bounce on this so well. But he did that. And Im- immediately it starts off, Nick Mill goes as hard as ever on the track. He was he was the, the first to even deliver on this particular record. And it was really nice. I was really amazed, I was really impressed. And I'll tell you the truth, Nick Mill did his own thing on this track. So it was um I think the whole episode, I really know niggas who know niggas. Take okay from body, so that was that was that was and McNeil doing his own thing. He didn't say that, but you know, there was a particular gesture that McNeil brought into this track, and it was it was hard. The beat was bouncing everywhere. Mm. There was also 
track YTP Trend. That was the last one, my season remix. And YTP just did his own thing on that particular record. He didn't even play around with anything else at all. Like I said earlier, YTP Trend was someone that impressed me thoroughly on this tape. So I was, I was not even I was not even surprised that much to hear him again do his own thing and he made a lot of sense. On this particular track he, he goes about how you know you kill a nigga today and have Nigga today, like half a meal was not on his list, so that was very funny because imagine, imagine you being so rich and then you know, probably do that nigga, you probably you know get back as some revenge or something like you give up that money at all. That's that's deep thoughts and that's uh, scary to in some way. So, but well, who's to blame you for getting angry over something you're supposed to be angry over? I won't encourage anybody to blame you, but. Oh yeah, so there were some, some nice tracks, nice productions everywhere. JP, Slozy, Busy Turbo, so many other producers did really, really good thing. And shout out to all the artists that did their thing. They were very nice too. Okay, Kali Jam was one of the skeptics. was nice. These are just the big features. I, I caught that. Of course, there were also some great singles. Or rather, I won't say singles, but like some songs that by the, by the record label themselves that they did well. Pots and pans with you, you can now like that production. That was nice. Then there was a T Shine. T Shine did his own thing. I rather remember T Shine. I rather remember the really sound. Especially when I came and saw it was a very nice track. That track was, that track was good. It was loud and it was, it invited you in into a different kind of you know, air. It was, it was exclamatory at some point, but it was a very loud production. He came as if he was just saying what he was, had to say. On that particular track, and it was really the slam with YNW Melly, the slam and FNW. That was okay, I was alright too. But I didn't, okay, I came to the track, I didn't really like, I didn't really like Superstar for Future. It's, it's funny how Future and Youngfield haven't seemed to be really cohesive in the track. Even since the first line that he dropped in 2017, I remember he came, he came, he had a lot of harsh critics for that. Too. Not too good, it was not too nice. I, I, I liked it, I liked it, it was okay. I expected more, but I liked it personal on a personal level, it was okay for me. But you know, over time, people began to talk about it carelessly. But you know, maybe this is a reflection of what they were saying because I didn't really like this track because I, I can't remember how it sounded. But I knew that that was the particular track, and that should be track 13 or 14. So that was that was a particular track, and I didn't really like it. I didn't really like um. I like the Carly and Corey lyric. It's it's funny because Carly, she was on the first first tape. And she sang well. Like I said earlier, she's young thugs Beyonce. You know, it's it's nice. That's a nice thing though. You know, I don't know. Maybe she just needs to get her foot a little bit stronger. I didn't really like that track. Uh, hopefully, maybe with time, probably do something better in the future. Uh, I didn't really like GF with Young Carly. Nah, 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 nah. I didn't even understand what the track was. That track would have been there at all in the first place, I'll be honest. So probably that before maybe an EP or something else. Uh, maybe well, who knows? Maybe someone else would like it, but that, that wasn't for me at all. So like I always say, most of these most of these uh, productions have been nice in use of books of rap, books of verses have been okay. So the ones that were not good and operate and do better that's that's not an issue everybody goes in their art that's that's what matters 
true. Am I expecting anything? No joke. I don't know. First of all, I'd like to say a big shout out to Kendra Entertainment. A big shout out to YSL. It really came from um, apart from those who tried like I really like this thing. Like I said when I first started, it was impressively fire. It was impressively hot. So I'll be very honest. I really, I really, I was really impressed because I wasn't expecting that much. I, I know what I had in slime language. One that was good. It was not too long. Only thing that was quite not too long it was not too good. On this day, where I was kind of stressed. Then three or three, four tracks, not easy fit at all. But you know they have a lot of people, a lot of artists on, on their record label, and I can see where Young Club was going. But I'm sure he wanted everybody to shine in some way, and that's what matters. You know, putting your people on, you know, making a space for everyone. And that's that's nice. That's just family. And of course, Young Club on his own always held his tape down. You know, he, he, young Thug is evolving. It's his maturity I'm beginning to hear on his lyrics. He's not playing about like like earlier. Of course, he does that. He still talks about the jury and his chains and you know what he's going to do. Probably sell his bitches and all the stuff like that. But you know, he, he keeps it. He, he's talking about his family too. I, I think there was this particular track. It was a Cordae. I think I'll talk about it. I think Cordae dropped a new EP before his album comes out and uh, he featured Young Thug on that track and it was where Young Thug was saying mm, he's, he's out giving to the family where's Donald Trump you know he's out taking care of where's Donald Trump that was just what he said and that particular stuck with me and now even on this tape he's talking about giving back to his guys taking care of his family but that one matters even on that track he got you know on trial he says stuff like that so shout out to Young Thug there's this rules in the rap and we are amazing and uh, I want the same for everybody else am I expecting anything from the future? yes of course it's nice Slam between as we come out. Maybe there'll be, you know, maybe this is an open air for others to shine. Maybe we can have, we have new singles from one of the collectives, one of the artists, and maybe new videos. I'm actually looking forward to you know, the tape that my trends for the single on Streak or you know, for Kid or maybe something better for Kahi. And you know, Dora was also there. Dolly, I'm looking for something, something from them. Duke as well. So um, shout out to myself. I really did not think and I'll be honest, this tape was very honest, it was very nice. It was just me too. I was just me. It was very nice. I was impressed. That's what's up. So um, I don't really have much else to say. You know, go and get this tape on all DSPs. Follow me at Rap Artist on Twitter. And always support Apple Dream on Radio and Blanco allows it to grind Get ready for another exciting and hopefully entertaining and informative podcast analysis on making use of sounds and creativity. Take care of yourself, take care of all you do, and don't forget to visit this day. Bless.